Hello, everyone. We are live. I'm Diana, and today I'm talking with Zen. Um, yeah. Can you introduce yourself a little? Because I just got confused about what to say. <laughs> it happens. You stand up and your brain sits right back down, isn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> it happens to me as well. So hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me on this platform, Diana. And I am a coach. I've been coaching unprofessionally my whole life, uh, professionally for roughly about a year. Mm -hmm. And when I say I'm professional my whole life is, you know, I used to sit down with my big sister, she was in high school and I was in primary school at the time and she would just tell me all her issues and problems. And yeah, even back then I'd be wondering why is she telling me these things? And it, I guess, developed within me a, a skill in terms of listening to people and yeah. not being overwhelmed by telling me. Yeah. And personal development has been a hobby of mine um, mm -hmm. since way back, since my mom got me my first naughty book when I was probably too old to be really naughty, I was probably about eight years old, and mm -hmm. it was chill, little naughty. And it was just a little inspiring story that just stuck with me my whole life. Yeah. And I've even been on, this is a little embarrassing to admit, but I've even been on dates with a person, like a first date. And rather than actually trying to sell myself and how great I am, I've actually been listening to a person's problems and what's going on in their lives. And I'm like, is this a date? Was this therapy? I feel like I'm on Oprah right now, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> Quite a lot of that going on yeah and yeah it's it's, it's just who it's my nature personal yeah. development reading books and taking courses has just been something i've been doing as literally a hobby of mine if you find me if i have any type of free time i'm reading a book i'm listening to mm -hmm. something educational something that yeah. inspires me, not just yeah. for the sake of reading and uh, i taught professionally as a teacher at a private school for a number of years mm -hmm. and then when that that was something that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah. doing that. I was really good at it. But it's not something that I loved. And there's a little distinction there between enjoying something and really enjoying it yeah. and loving it. Yeah. And this was just a natural thing for me. I, I've had so many insights and transformational experiences working with a coach, sometimes directly and sometimes indirectly. And having overcome the struggles that I've had is something that I want to share with everybody else. Yeah. And now I work with high, I've been privileged to work with high performing women who, because of something happening in their lives, may have forgotten how powerful and how strong they are. And yeah. I help them to reconnect with that strength within them. That's within them. Yeah. And I help them to tap into that power and to live from the place of authenticity, mm -hmm. whatever that means for them. Yeah. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah. You know what's funny when you brought that up about dates? I've had that as well. Just Seriously? sit there. Yep, more than once. And it's actually really fun. You get to know someone really quickly that way as well, I've noticed. True. So I don't mind doing it. I actually find it really fascinating. And the last person that I have uh, been dating, with him it was going back and forth. So one date he would be doing the, the talking and another date I would be doing the talking. And I had this thing, are you a coach? That asked him at some, no, why? <laughs> <laughs> because he does that listening. So it was really funny that you just brought A coach up. recognizes another coach. <laughs> Oh, he, he can certainly do it. He can certainly do it because he really has these, he can deeply listen. He actually asks for things. Isn't, do you mean? So it's been really fascinating to meet up with him regularly. It's been really good. It's true. Better, I mean, it's nice to better than a therapist at times. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to turn a weak, well, I don't consider weakness, what I used to think was a weakness for me into a strength because 
if I go to a party, I'm, I'm just looking for one person I can either recognize or I can mm -hmm. speak to, and that's pretty much me for the whole night. I'm yeah. not really mingling and going around. I'm, I'm the introvert's introvert is what I call myself. And okay. it's, it's nice to turn my skill, my listening skill mm -hmm. off. I just want to observe and see what's going on before I yeah. jump myself, throw myself into the fray. And it's nice to turn that into a, into a profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you actually listen to a person and you say, well, that thing that you said over there, tell me more about that. It's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah, I'm fairly extrovert on parties, but I still do the scanning of the room as in who should mm. I connect with. And then once I've picked one person, I go over, introduce myself, have a conversation, but I will mingle. It's not that mm. I just stick with that person, but I usually am the one listening anyway, because you know, mm. people all love talking about what's going on in their life. So literally okay. just asking me, what's new in your life? Just keeps the conversation going for quite a while. It's really, so, so I, I really love it. I really love it. Yeah. It's so it's true. Nice. Yeah. So you and the high performing women, what type of coaching do you mainly do with them? Because we have all sorts of options in the coaching world. Well, my con I can't really specify in terms of what type of it is. It's a combination okay. of, because I've borrowed from everywhere from a little mm -hmm. bit from therapy to some NLP coaching that I've done. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of coaches can relate to this in the sense that Many times the things that we've trained, we've been trained to do mm -hmm. in your coaching certification, not yeah. all of them, but a lot of the things you don't actually use in coaching sessions. I mean, they're interesting in terms of forming a framework, yeah. but when you meet the person that's in front of you, you just have to work with whatever it is that they bring yeah. up. Yeah. So specifically, um, the issues that I work around or I've worked around are boundaries. Mm -hmm. These women are usually very, very powerful in the workplace. Yeah. But when it comes to their personal lives, they don't bring that same level of power. And by power, I'm not saying it's an overbearing masculine type of energy. Mm -hmm. They can still bring the feminine grace yeah. and strength, right? When yep. you're still being vulnerable, you're still being open, but you're not letting, you're not using that as a platform to let people treat you however they want to treat you. Yeah. So boundaries in terms of family members, boundaries in terms of relationships and intimate relationships and learning how to manage the time. Yeah. Not manage your time in the sense of setting a schedule, but is this something that you really want to dedicate your time and your energy towards or mm -hmm. you need to draw a line when it comes to this thing in terms of how you're yeah. handling the relationship, be that it's a friend or a yeah. loved one. So oh, yeah. that second thing would be around just really getting back in touch with why they do what it is that they do. Mm -hmm. Because so often you can get bogged down with the details and the day-to-day -day and the meetings and all these other things, commitments you have, and you start to forget why you're actually doing what it is. And yeah. sometimes it's about reconnecting to an old vision mm -hmm. and getting in touch with that. And sometimes it's actually just admitting that maybe that vision that they'd set before just doesn't work for them in where they are right now and crafting a new, bigger, yeah. bolder vision that will move them forward. Yeah. So, so it, it's be, the uh, issues. But the main yeah. thing is that they usually feel like they're stuck in some way. They usually yeah. feel like they're limitation and I just help them to shift and show that maybe that thing that they think is a hindrance isn't a hindrance mm -hmm. there's a way around it and I'm not yeah. telling them I'm mostly just helping them to see that and yeah. then they can commission themselves yeah. and once they see that thing different and it's amazing how such a small insight such mm -hmm. a small insight can have such a profound effect on a person's life when you yeah. see their eyes light up and they make that connection yeah. it's, it's amazing <clears throat> yeah I know what you mean because I I saw a book title some time ago that was The Obstacle is the Way. And then I thought, yes, yes, oh, wait, 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 wait. And then I had to read the book, of course. Mm. 
but the title itself brought me more than reading the whole book because that was just it clicked exactly. and i've had that with most of his books because the other one, the, his newest book is also one of those books that really resonates with me. So it's quite fascinating to see how sometimes it's just one tiny little thing that just clicks and it makes you go in a slightly different way. And it has a very, very profound effect on your life. It's really cool. Yeah, so. What I actually so enjoyed about working with high performing women. By high performing, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that every person I'm working with is making six figures or has is a CEO, high performing. Yeah. It's different for every person. Mm -hmm. But you can tell from speaking to this person that if they're a mother, they know how to run their household. Their kids are not running them. They are running their household and they do it, mm -hmm. with, they yeah. do it with calmness about it. It's not to yeah. say they don't get overwhelmed at times, but they know they're the master of the domain pretty much. But what I really love about working with them is that they are, the, the, it's, it's quite fascinating. They're the most coachable people I've come across. Mm -hmm. I've worked with a number of people and everyone's different. Yeah. But the, the, the people who are actually doing a lot, or achieving a lot, whatever that looks like for them, are actually some of the most humble, some of the most open-minded people. And they're actually willing to take input. They're actually yeah. willing to do things differently. Mm -hmm. Whereas I find you really have to soften them up before you can actually give yeah. them those insights. And it's, it's quite ironic. You think that the person that's actually doing the most would be the one who actually knows everything and says, oh, I know how to do this. Tell me something I haven't heard before. But even if they haven't, even if they've heard a concept before, they're willing to hear it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. Well, let it sink. And maybe this is the time that it actually goes in. So yep. they're actually very, very big growth mindset is something yep. that I've come across with a lot of them. Yeah, you have to be ready mm. to learn the lesson. So I feel like that it's been fascinating because 20 years ago, I've learned learned lessons or tried to learn them but they didn't sink in so it was okay. happening but not on that deeper level that it's happening now and that's been really fascinating to see that the same lessons keep coming back and coming back okay. and coming back and you learn a little bit more every time and i think okay. that's that's the whole journey of personal development anyway it's a journey there's no destination it just keeps being a journey and for a lot of people that i've worked with once they start realizing that there's no real end goal to exactly. your growth Oh wow! So yeah, that's been it's been fascinating talking with people about that because some are really high functioning people, others not so much, but they could be in the same type of headspace where they're kind of mm -hmm. stuck. So I've mm -hmm. seen people who were seen as successful and people who were seen as unsuccessful being kind of in the same place, and I found that really fascinating as well. Yeah. And, and their problems as well. We sometimes think that because this person is at whatever level they're at in society, that mm -hmm. you know, their problems are somehow different from ours. And that the challenges, they, they, our problems are just plain vanilla ice cream. And yeah. their problems are the chocolate with the sprinkle. Yeah. And somehow we think that, and so, serving a golden platter somehow. Yeah. That's not the case. The no. same issues. Yeah. If, I was to make, if I asked everyone to write that I've worked with, mm -hmm. every person free co coaching, whatever the case may be, to write a list of all the, the soft talk that they have when they're facing challenges or when they're not yeah. feeling worthy, and just to write all that stuff down. And I shuffle these papers without asking anyone to write their name on the paper, you will know whose issue is whose issue. Mm -hmm. And that's quite fascinating to me. It means that we are all the same. We are. We're all human. We're all human. Yeah. We're all human in the day. And that's quite inspiring. Like if they can do this thing and they have these issues, that means there's no, I won't say no excuse, but the possibilities are open for anyone. To yes, the door's open. Transformation life, regardless of yeah. from where you are in your life. Yeah. And just because you've reached a certain level, it doesn't mean that somehow you are immune from mm -hmm. facing challenges life happens to everyone yeah you know that's that's one thing that a friend of mine said the other day and it's 
not the best of language, but what he said is, nobody's got their shit together. It's fine. <laughs> so, and it's, it was one of those profound moments. Of, huh, it's not the best of language, but it's certainly very, very true. And he was I, I talking do... about a friend of his who's high in politics. Mm -hmm. And that person actually sounded like he had more trouble than the average person I know. So I had this thing, hmm, more money makes more trouble. We, I don't know, but it's the mm -hmm. same kind of things. I think it's just more money makes the money problems bigger. So it's been, it's been really interesting to, to hear certain statements made here and there. It's true. I'd actually even go so far as to say, I think a person whose shit isn't together is probably has their shit more together than a person mm. who thinks their shit is together and who's not willing to even Yes. Shit. Yes. Well, I, I do realize that people who are very clear about it, my life's a mess. It's okay. Yeah. I'm working on it. Then those mm -hmm. who pretend that their life is totally sorted because that's more for, it's not about themselves. It's more for what will other people think. And then you mm -hmm. are struggling much more because you want to make sure that everybody thinks everything's okay. The self-awareness never is. is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just live in your own world, do your own thing and leave. That's, that's another thing that, um, another friend of mine recently picked up from conversations we've had. He had, he, he at some point when I was talking about some stuff, he had this thing, yeah, that's actually interesting because that is a you problem and not a me problem. I'm happy I don't have that. And he can now do that at home. So he, he actually got his mum angry when she, when he told her, yeah, mum, that's a you problem, not a me problem. I'm going to write that one down. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it is in a lot of ways because we yeah. all have problems, but we cannot, mm -hmm put those problems onto other people because it's not someone else's problem so it's yeah it, it means that you can stick with your own little mess and you can always support others that's not it mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. sometimes people try to have you sort out their problems and you can't really no matter how much you would want to you can't yeah yep it's a nice one <laughs> it, was quite, it was interesting to hear that because i had to say I taught you that, yet you come with that phrase, and now I'm going to use that phrase. <laughs> I know, that's always interesting. I have that in my journal as well. Write something down. I'm just in this creative space now. Yeah. Fill up five, six, seven pages in a journal entry. Forget about it. Come back to it two years down the line and read this yeah. entry. Like, Who the hell wrote this? Take a little bit of, put a feather in my cap there. Like, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. That's quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had moments like that that I, said something to a kid or whatever and that then gets you know put back onto me months later and I think where did you get that from well you said that did I <laughs> am I that oh smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah then it's time to write it down to not forget anymore <laughs> and that wise copyrighted yeah I should yeah yeah I've got a couple of things that I came up with over time isn't that uh, anything worth doing is worth doing badly because I just think when I do mm. it badly eventually I'll do it good I'll just keep doing it so yeah, and a couple more of those thoughts came up over the time that I've been working on myself. <laughs> it's so true. And it's funny, like from a lot, I saw you, was it last week? The week before, my mind is a little bit Last like, week. It was last week. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing, just to go back to the point of how small insight mm -hmm. can have such a lingering effect yeah. on a person. From our last conversation, I mean, I had this thing, I was talking to you about um, not doing things my way per se. But mm -hmm. yeah, doing things you way for lack of a better word. And mm -hmm. there's no one right way of doing anything. And it goes the same thing. Same thing applies to people's lives. There's, there's no one right blueprint in terms yeah. of your life this way by the time you are 40 years old. Yeah. This is the textbook life. Life happens to everyone and there's no one specific way. So do things yeah. the way that works for you. 
And if yeah. that means you change that thing within three weeks, like, okay, this thing's not working, that's fine. Going back to what you're saying about doing things imperfectly, because there's, the only way to know whether or not something will work is by actually doing it, yeah. rather than talking yourself out of it. So I'd much rather have tried it and said, okay, that, that didn't work. I hope no one saw me fall down. Let me quickly dust myself up and move on to the next thing, rather than yeah. staying in that, split, mm-hmm. play, um, that dilemma of should I, should I not, should I, should I yeah. not, let me weigh the pros and cons. I mean, yeah. there's a time and place for everything regarding that, yeah. but doing, uh, there's, there's value in doing as well. Doing yeah. and not overdoing as well, and doing it because you want to do it, not doing it from a place of fear or from a place of doubt and worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, there's power in that. Yeah, I learned that from my granddaughter mm. because at that age, she she's now uh, tomorrow she'll be three. But I've been watching her learn to speak, watching her learn to walk and crawl, and all these things. Because initially, a baby's just laying around. If mm. they would ever think that someone might be watching or be scared of it or oh i failed at it this time i will never be able to do it again never they would never walk and talk and anything and she's doing everything imperfectly and actually i think we all are because Mm. perfection isn't really a thing so i learned that by just observing her i had this thing why do i keep stopping myself when i think i failed once see how often she's been falling over today in one day already I can do this. So then I had to say, I need to get into that toddler headspace. I can just keep doing it. Keep doing it until I do it right. And right is enough. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And enjoy the process as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, she definitely always was. Yeah. Giggling and everything, falling over and rolling over and giggling. And that must have hurt. Well, not enough, obviously, because she wasn't crying. So but true. It's, yeah, it's those kind of things that are, yeah, you just need to, I think we could all learn from animals and toddlers as in why make life so difficult because it doesn't have to be because it gets so much more complicated when you overthink things and i mean it's like worrying about dying like oh what if i die and like well the truth the good thing about dying is that if you're worried about dying is that you are going to (laughs) die so there's no need to worry about it because everyone's going to die at some point maybe tomorrow maybe next week who knows so Mm -hmm. are you here the best you can I read something about that some time ago, that the fear of dying doesn't stop you from dying, it stops you from living. Wow. I didn't come up with that one. Someone mm. else did. I think it probably was Steve Chandler, one of those bigger coaches, but that's definitely true because the more you think about, oh my God, I might die, and that's a guarantee. We're all mm. gonna go there eventually. But when I keep thinking about that, what am I gonna do with that worry? I'm not gonna do anything. So just living right now and living as well as I can and doing the best I can and the most things that I can make in a day, that's certainly living. And that death, well, it will come at some point, but it doesn't really matter in the end anyway, because it will exactly. come. So, because be dead. so no yeah. need to worry about it. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's been... Humor there. <laughs> yeah. that's, since I have that kind of peace, that yeah, it will happen. And, and that's, um, that's been good. And really good to just not think too much about it because it really doesn't matter. And anything, all worries are gone then. So <laughs> then it's all just peace. So it's, uh, yeah. So enjoy the ride until there's nothing, was my, my conclusion at the end about uh, after you know, thinking about it. And peace is that, that's a goal. So actually, that's one of the most common words that I hear in discovery calls and dream coaching mm-hmm. in terms of what is it that 
a lot of my clients, uh, I'm sure you've also felt the same experience, had the same experience. The one thing that they're looking for is peace. They're looking for freedom. They're looking for mm -hmm. space. Yeah. They're looking to reconnect with who they are at their core. Yeah. And that's something that everyone wants. I don't know if everyone mm -hmm. has the, 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 the self-awareness to recognize that that's what they're actually looking for. It might mm -hmm. be, might look like something else on the surface where a person is just trying to achieve, achieve, achieve and go, go, go. And mm -hmm. they always accolades. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I do, I mean, this is just my own belief is that ultimately everyone, everyone's looking for some form of peace, whatever that looks like for you. Peace doesn't necessarily mean sitting on a beach, sipping margaritas. It might be, but it's a nice it might one. <laughs> it's a very nice image. <laughs> I actually wonder about that. How, how, I mean, what would that actually look like? I mean, not for a week or so, but as a, a lifestyle, is this something? Yeah, no, actually... no, not as a lifestyle. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do that as a lifestyle. You know, the odd week here and there, the odd day here yeah. and there. You know, the old, so old nice holiday. Leave it all behind and live. It's like, oh, it'll get old pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I remember when, just before I started varsity, I took a gap year. Mm -hmm. And all my friends either started, uh, yeah, they started varsity. So every now and then I try and reconnect with them or go out and have a meal or do something and they'll be busy because they had classes. And, you know, it was fun for literally about three months playing mm -hmm. PlayStation and doing all these things, watching movies. And then it got boring so quickly. Yeah. You need that sense of purpose to, 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 yeah. to get you up in the mornings. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not something that's sustainable yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, the margaritas and things like that, that's the, the old holiday that you want here and there. Mm. Or the old weekend away. And being mm. a weekend away is quite nice. Well, that is. And then having a long walk on a beach or something is quite nice. But for every day, at some point, you, you won't see the scenery anymore mm. because you've seen it that often. So, yeah, it's about, I think it's about variety. You know, the spice of life is variety. So. And bring that variety into your life as well. I mean, the thing of you, not this thing, but rather it's, it's, it's not possible to go for a two-week holiday every month. I mean, depending on your circumstances, for most people, yeah. it's not possible. So how can you bring that sense of peace into your daily life? And it's, it's funny how people know how to do these things. It's just that we don't really practice that often. Mm -hmm. Because if you ask a person, what are five things that you enjoy doing that don't require a lot of money? Things that are really inexpensive or don't require money at all. You'll hear mm -hmm. simple things like taking a walk in the evening, spending time mm -hmm. with kids listen to really good music, watching yeah. movies that I enjoy or rom-coms and having a good cup of tea and reading a nice book and you say, okay, of all those things, how many of them are you doing? And there's none of yeah. them. So it's like we, create, we, we don't create space for that yeah. daily. I know yeah. it's not possible for everyone, but then we have to have this, we end up having to have a two-week holiday mm -hmm. to run. But then at the end of this holiday, you're still going to have to come back to yes. that routine. And the holiday only lasts for about three days and it's almost as if you never had a holiday after three days mm -hmm. or a week. If we can bring a sense of that yeah. into life, and it's easier said than done, but it is mm -hmm. possible. Yeah, it is. And it's also inside of yourself, it's inside your thought processes, because the moment I can, I've over time seen with myself that there have been times where I was really, really, really stressed with less on my plate than at other mm -hmm. times where I was really calm and was there for the kids and everything. I could just do it, but it's really mm -hmm. about how you think. And for me, what helps is simple things like some meditation here and there some mindfulness here and there those kind of things and i do that on a regular basis throughout the day so i've learned that at least three times a day i need to take about five minutes to myself and that makes the day go smooth when i don't do that then slowly mm -hmm. but carefully it all builds up because i don't calm it down and it's not hard it's just you know two to five minutes a couple of times a day and it works and that's something that's quite easily taught to people as well. So that's that's one of those things that I love teaching my teaching my clients because it just works so well. 
So mindfulness, yeah. Washing the dishes. That's the whole idea of, in order for me to be mindful, I need to be sitting on a yoga mat with candles and everything is quiet. It it doesn't happen. It's it's funny because there's some construction work taking place where I am right now. And some really heavy construction work where you can feel the wall, the ground rumbling. Yeah. First week, I was quite, I was annoyed for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word. But the more I actually just accepted Mm-hmm. that this thing is here and it's not going anywhere I can complain all I want it has to yeah, be done, needs to be done yeah. exactly yeah. I woke up one morning and there's all this noise and construction bricks and stuff and I I was fine with it mm-hmm. I was literally fine with it I was like okay it's here now let's accept mm-hmm. what it is and yeah. just by doing that it just brought this peace the, yeah. the, 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 the storm was still out there but the, the yeah. promise was within me so cultivating that is, is, is yeah. something you can take yeah. away from I even use sounds. Sometimes it's the birds. Sometimes it's because sometimes there's some construction going on here as well. Not not as loud, I think, as is yours. But just listening to construction workers doing their job can be quite calming as well. Because it depends on how I see it. When I see yeah. it as something I'm just listening to, or when I see it as something that's really invasive, that's two very different headspaces about the completely same thing. Mm. And then it's. I prefer just being in the calm headspace. So I just listen as in, what are they talking about? Because sometimes I can hear them when they're really close by. Well, what are they doing? And they're just talking about, we need to do this, this, and this. It's, most of the time it's just about work, but it's just fascinating to see what they're doing. So there was a whole garden done here recently. It was just fun, fun to watch them, fun to see what they were doing. And it didn't bother me. Well, two years ago, I would have been bothered. <laughs> and that's the beauty of the growth. Yes, it, you just need it. You know, the more the more bothered. You know, I have, I have people that I know that are bothered when the neighbor's dogs are barking, and I was saying, why is that bothering you? I really want to go deep into that. Why is it bothering you? And we've we've had deep conversations. At some point, I had this thing. Yeah, it's because the neighbors leave the dogs alone. And does that really matter? Are these dogs mm-hmm. treated badly or anything? No, no, no. They go out often enough. But yeah, the neighbors work and. And then having that really deep conversation, tell me more, let's go on with that. At some point they find the peace in it. And it's just really funny to have these kind of short conversations because usually it's just a 10 minute conversation. And I always ask, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> I'm not just going to coach someone when they don't want to know. They don't want to because that never goes well. That just never goes well. So yeah, no, it's, just, it's fascinating. Yeah, It's just fascinating to figure out why someone's bothered by something. And it's kind of the same type of thing usually. It's because people assume things about others and they don't know whether that's actually true so they have their own set of rules that not everybody lives by it's just really fascinating to just figure out what makes people think yeah, yeah and the golden rule is it's, it's really ever about you even if a person comes and just dumps and offloads on you emotionally 99 out of 100 times it's not about you and even if it is how they decide to do that is not on you either no now, it's really good the moment you can realize that when someone is really stressed out and irritated and bothered and starts talking to you and you can see that they're angry to try to step away from that because it definitely isn't about me at that point. They have a stressful situation that they're dealing with. And sometimes it is because of something I've said, something I've done. But then in my headspace, it was completely different than in their headspace. Mm-hmm. And then calmly talking about that, then there's oh, oh, I didn't see it that way. How did you see it then? And then having that understanding is, yes, I can see it from your point of view. Hmm, I may have to be more clear next time I say something like this, get more detail in it. 
you know, just taking that step back and both doing it and then having a conversation can be really useful. I, I teach clients that are in relationships that, because I do relationship coaching as well, I always teach them, take the step back, try to understand what the other one mm -hmm. is saying and why they're saying it. Because when you do that understanding and compassion thing, it's much easier. The energy that you put out is the energy that you get back and yep. not just in your relationship. Nope. It's, it's, it's practically right. everywhere. Yep. It definitely is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Sure. We've had a, a relatively decent conversation here because we are well over 20 minutes in. <coughs> well, <bless> you. Sorry. <coughs> so is there anything else that you would find important to share with the viewers? I think just going back to what I mentioned earlier on regarding there is no one right way. Yeah. of doing anything and there's a lot of noise in social media right now mm -hmm. and we we don't actually look at people's lives social media is not a reflection of people's lives it's just a reflection no. of what they've chosen to share with us very yeah. curated posts everything is considered which pictures are best really is that a reflection of a person's life mm -hmm. and we think that just because this person or people are making noise in social media that this is how things should be when that's not the case you decide what's important to you and have the courage to step into that. I think yeah. there's the, such power in that. Once you've made that decision, the, the, mm -hmm. the fear of making decisions worse than the actual decision itself. Yeah. I, I was skydiving a few years ago and the anticipation of jumping out of a plane, mm -hmm. oh, every possible scenario just runs through your head. The parachute's not gonna open, the strings are gonna mm -hmm. snap, you're gonna trip somehow. I don't know, just crazy scenarios. I'll pass out and- I can <laughs> come back. up with a few. <laughs> <laughs> my heart will beat so hard it will explode right yeah and the moment you jump out of the plane and you leave all those possibilities behind and you've committed to that decision there's it, it sounds weird but it's actually very it's, it's, it's scary for about five seconds three or five seconds and then nothing happens yeah. Yeah. and you realize that you're fine and wow what was i worried about and i'm mm -hmm. skydiving as an example but everyone knows what i'm talking about that thing that you're scared of doing and what if they say this oh what, what if i get this kind of response how will i and then you do the thing mm -hmm. and nothing happens. It's the same thing. Well, good things happen. Exactly. Well, well, nothing happens in the sense that nothing bad. Mm -hmm. It's not nowhere near as bad as you imagined yeah. it would be. Yeah. Right. And, and good things happen. Amazing things that you wouldn't even have imagined could have happened, right? Would happen. Yeah. Grace comes into the picture where a, a chance meeting just happens. Like mm -hmm. right now, right? It's not yeah. something that we woke up and say, I'm going to... I'm going to have this conversation with Diane on the 16th of October. Yeah. That's my January 1st. It was, I, I didn't know you back then. You didn't know nope. me. So it's just that taking that decision and being open yep. to what life tells you and being open to it doesn't mean that bad things or challenges don't happen. But even within those things, there's, 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 there's meaning and there's a message in that. Yeah. You look at it differently, not to downplay the, the challenge or the emotion attached to it, but there's value in that. There's yeah. growth. So... Yep. My one thing would be to step into your power, step into your purpose, and mm -hmm. comfortable making people uncomfortable as well. Yeah. Not that you're looking to make people <clears throat> comfortable with who you are. Yeah. If you're comfortable with who you are, and here's a parameter to see how comfortable you how you in who you are is are people uncomfortable around you? Mm -hmm. Your tribe will flock to you. Yeah. Some people will oh, love yeah. you, some people will hate you. But that's actually that's a good thing. Like, authentic. Yeah. If everyone loves you, something is probably wrong. That's my barometer. Mm -hmm. if everyone loves me, let's use a biblical example. Like, if everyone loves uh, God or Jesus or however you want to look at it, 
not everyone does people actually kill them so there's there's, there's a story in that like not mm-hmm. everybody loves everything no. you're okay. doing something standing up for something that's strong and that's yeah. powerful that's moving to you it's going to rub some people the wrong way and that doesn't matter because the, the right people will love you and just focus on that mm-hmm. is so much good yeah. and even those people that hate you will actually in time will come to love you the first time i watched rich litvin I was like, this guy speaks too slowly, Rich Litvin being one of the master coaches. <laughs> I'm expecting a Tony Robbins-esque type of energy. Oh, no. Speaking about deep coaching. No, nope, put him aside. And I tried to do this whole internet marketing thing, which is mm-hmm. just, I'll leave that story behind. It's, like, <laughs> it's just a waste of money. Just mm-hmm. me that. I don't know. There's ways that it works in the way that, ways that it doesn't work, right? If you're doing it improperly, no. Mm-hmm. And I came back to him the second time around after year or so I was like okay let me give this guy a second chance and everything he's saying was just so spot on I don't know what the blocks mental blocks I had the first mm-hmm. time. so I went from being his biggest critic of this guy's charlatan to practically yeah. loving just I because get what you mean yeah. yeah but there's a very different energy to coaches like Tony Robbins and coaches like Steve, Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin mm. and it has to resonate or not and what I've realized is that I like the calm way a lot. That doesn't mean the message of Tony Robbins is wrong because I use his message. It's just that he's very bouncy. He's very different. And I like the calm because the calm works better for me. So it's, that's how I work. And I use Tony Robbins' message here and there, but I work calm. <laughs> I love both of them. So yeah, I just yeah. play between the two because I've gotten yeah. so much. Oh, with some clients, the bounciness is much more important. But mm-hmm. then I've also realized that when someone needs that, I better refer them to one of my colleagues who can do it because that's just not my style of working. And I know a few who do do it that way. So it's easy. Mm -hmm. I just refer. So another question for you. If someone wants to get in touch with you after having seen you talk here with me, how do they do that? Well, the best way is is on Instagram. Mm -hmm. My handle is zen underscore mindset. Um, If you want to book a coaching call or complimentary session, my link Mm -hmm. is there. Um, I also have a blog, but the link, all my links basically to everything that I do can be found there on Instagram. It's like the gateway to actually everything that I do. Yeah, I'll write that with the notes on this one as well, so that they can just click on it. That will help. Okay, well, thank you for having been with me today, because this was really a really interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I always love uh, drinking from another coach's cup. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you for having been with me today here. And we'll do it another time again, I think. All right. Enjoy your second weekend. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.